Welcome to The Coin Club, a podcast brought to you by the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion, where we discuss everything related to numismatics. I'm glad to have you along with me for my journey and excited to share with you the very best of numismatics. and welcome to the third episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I'm happy to have you here with me, and I hope you've enjoyed all the content to date. It has been my pleasure, and I'm glad you're along with me on my journey. I appreciate all of your feedback, as it helps me greatly in making this show for you and providing content that you enjoy. We'll start off this episode with news from PCGS, including the sale of the 1822 Capped Bust Eagle from Stax Bowers and another auction update. A shout out to one of my numismatic publications that I love, the 2021 Morgan and Peace Dollars. Yes, you heard that right. The 2021 Morgan and Peace Dollars. Redesign of the American Silver Eagle. A little what were you thinking? A little of what's Tony drinking? And a nod to our friends to the north, the Canadian Mint. Thanks for coming along with me on my journey and welcome to the third episode of the Coin Club Podcast. PCGS is going strong in the first part of 2021. Celebrating their 35th anniversary, they have their PCGS Members Only Show in Las Vegas, Nevada on April 21st to the 23rd. This is taking place at the gorgeous Bellagio Hotel and Casino. They will offer a discount on walkthrough grading at only $125. I've never been to one of these shows, but I can imagine that a coin show on the Strip in Las Vegas would be a great venue to attend. Throw a 20 or two in the slot machines, grab a drink, and loosen that old wallet up and grab some much-needed PCGS slabs at their show. I love the city as everything is within walking distance and there is so much to see and do. From April 1st to June 30th, if you submit five or more coins, PCGS is offering a special edition 35th anniversary mint box. It reminds me of the color of a Tiffany's fine jewelry box. During this time frame, you can also submit five silver certificates for the price of four and get a special 100th anniversary label for Morgan and Peace Dollars. You really can take advantage of this deal by subscribing to a PCGS membership at many levels for all collectors. Starting at $60 for the basic up to the platinum membership at $249, you can't go wrong. On to the most valuable U.S. Mint Gold Coin. Graded by PCGS, sold in the Stax Bowers Galleries in March 2021 auction. It brought an astounding $8.4 million. It is an 1822 capped bust half eagle. With three known specimens, this is the only one that is available to own in a private collection. The other two are setting in the Smithsonian in the National Numismatic Collection. Imagine that, only three known coins available to collect and two of them are unavailable. This one is graded AU50. This rarity of a coin has only been previously in the collection of three other numismatist collections over the last 115 years. If you're looking to add this to your collection, it could be a lifetime until it is available for sale again. Those of you who are interested in world coins will be excited to hear that Stax Bowers Hong Kong sale is offering up 22 extremely rare Japanese coins in their April auction. Gold O-Bonds with a face value of 1 Ryo to 10 Ryo will be on the auction block for those discerning collectors who have the means to bid. 
Dating from the 16th century to the 19th century, these oblong gold coins grayed out as high as MS-63 from PCGS. Pre-sale bidding has already seen four, five, and six-figure bidding. The 10 Ryo has a pre-sale estimated value of up to $900,000. Live bidding is scheduled to kick off on April 5th. Even if you can't afford to purchase one of these coins, the auction will be enough to draw you in to watch the drama of the auction as those who can afford battle it out to add these coins to their collection. Tonight, I'm enjoying a beer from the great country of Italy. Can you guess which one? Well, it's Peroni. Peroni Brewing Company was founded by Francesco Peroni in Vigevano, I probably butchered that, sorry, Italy, in 1846. The beer is brewed in Rome, and it's considered a European pale lager. It has a crisp and refreshing taste with a light body and balanced aroma. At 5.1% alcohol content, it is Italy's number one beer. It brings back many memories for me sitting next to the Colosseum, taking in the view, and having a Peroni. Great beer if you've never had one. Try it out. I'd like to give a shout out to my favorite numismatic publication, Numismatic News. They are who really got me hooked again into the hobby. I saw a publication sitting in my local bookstore back in the day. Yes, boys and girls, that was a thing, going to your local bookstore to buy magazines, or if you were too cheap, you would just read them at the store and leave. Here's another thing that is not as common today as it was, calling in and speaking to someone over the phone to get your yearly subscription. Now, I just get online and conveniently submit my credit card information over the web and continue my subscription to this great numismatic publication. We all like throwback stories, and the one that triggered my shout-out to Numismatic News is Robert R. Van Risen's article, Past Times with Coins. He writes in the March 16th publication about historic ads that tell of coin equipment competitions. Photos of these contraptions grace the pages of his article, and they are a very interesting flashback to what was in the hobby of coins. You have a scanomatic, which allowed collectors to look at entire rolls of coins very quickly. This was the improved model, so feast your eyes on this one. The pneumoscope is featured, sort of a microscope that lets you view both the sides of the coins and then count and wrap your reject coins. He has a few other interesting features on there. Please subscribe to their magazine and check out that article. It's intriguing to see what was being sold back in the day for use by numismatists of the past. Numismatic News is a great publication, very affordable, and publishes most frequently. It has everything you need in a coin collector's publication. Check them out. Speaking of the past, I wanted to take a moment to talk about celebrating the past with the 100th anniversary of the Peace and Morgan Dollars. The United States Mint will be making a 2021 Peace and Morgan Silver Dollar to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the last year of the Morgan Dollar and the first year of the Peace Dollar. I don't know about you, but these coins have fascinated me ever since I was a child. The heft of these coins are something to behold when you think that our brand new dollar coins haven't circulated well in a long time and they're so much smaller. Silver content in circulating coinage is non-existent today, and the design on these coins are world-renowned. Even those prick counterfeiters over in China, yes, I said prick, they know what they're doing, and those counterfeiters are a scourge on our collecting hobby. Off the soapbox, that's a topic for an entire episode in itself. Back to the 100th anniversary.
On January 5th, 2021, the president signed into law the bill introducing the 2021 Morgan and Peace Dollars for their 100th anniversary. If you're a true lover of the two hefty silver dollars, it was a nail-biter not knowing if or when it was going to happen. Representative Andy Barr from Kentucky introduced the legislation to the United States House of Representatives on March 11th, 2020. H.R. 6192 went to the Senate at a glacial pace on September 23rd, 2020. Nothing new to the citizens of the United States that it took so long to vote on something so simple. Quite typical of most of the political shenanigans that go on here in the U.S. The original dollars are minted of 900 fine silver and 100 copper. The Morgan silver dollar showcases Lady Liberty on the obverse and our United States seal on the reverse. It spanned production years from 1878 to 1904 and later introduced again in 1921. It was the first silver dollar struck since the Coinage Act of 1873 and ushered us into the gold standard. Minted at Philadelphia, Denver, San Francisco, New Orleans, and Carson City, these coins are a favorite amongst United States coin collectors. The introduction of the 1921 peace dollar can be attributed to the Pittman Act. The Pittman Act was a law that was sponsored by Senator Key Pittman of Nevada. It was passed on April 23, 1918, and authorized the conversion of no more than 350 million silver dollars into bullion. It also directed the government to purchase more domestic silver to replace what was converted to bullion. Direction was also given to remove from circulation the equivalent value of silver certificates and replace them with new Federal Reserve banknotes, including $1 and $2 denominations for the very first time. Hmm, sounds like the government lobbying going on there to me. Wasn't Nevada big on silver? I'm pretty sure their nickname is the Silver State. In 2014, they were the second largest producer of silver next to Alaska, with 10.93 million troy ounces of silver mined. A man by the name of Anthony de Francisci was the designer of the coin. His wife was actually the model for the obverse of the coin. It is a love story at its finest. She posed for him as she viewed the Statue of Liberty at age five when she emigrated to the United States. The first piece of land in the United States that she laid eyes upon and had such a profound effect on her and her husband that it was the passion for the obverse of the 1921 peace dollar. I wish that today we would have such passion for the people who want to emigrate to our great country as those who have had the opportunity to back then. Our country is great because of those who took that chance to make that journey back in the day to come to this new land. The Peace Dollar spanned the years from 1921 to 1935. It was minted in Philadelphia, Denver, and San Francisco mints. These 100th anniversary coins will have the same weight, thickness, and diameter as the original beauties did. Philadelphia coins will lack the mint mark in homage to the original design. Denver and San Francisco mint marks will appear on the coins, and folks... The Philadelphia Mint will be producing O and CC privy marks on some of the coins in tribute to the original coins produced at the New Orleans and Carson City Mints. How fantastic is that? I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to hear that. Such an important homage to our past. I hope I'm able to grab a few of these and that the Mint doesn't do some ludicrous mintage limit per household like they've done on some of the more recent items. I'm a big fan of the mint, but I would have to say something if they decided to limit the mintage on these. As popular as they are, everyone should be able to get one. 
On the heels of this information, I will be happy to let you know that NGC, the Numismatic Guarantee Corporation, for those of you who do not know what that stands for, is offering anniversary labels for the commemoration of this event. Send in your 1921 Morgan and Peace dollars for this label and later on for the 2021 dollars as well. They plan on also offering an oversized holder for the lot. Along with this exciting release of the 100th anniversary of the Morgan and Peace dollars, we have the redesign of the American Silver Eagle. This iconic bullion coin has been coveted the world over by collectors of silver bullion who want something iconic, something verifiable and solid to add to their silver stack. Since 1986, the American Silver Eagle has been the official bullion coin of the United States Mint. Gracing collector stacks, collections, and portfolios, this iconic coin has come to the end of its run. We look forward to the new design of this coin, and at this moment, the Coin Club is going to take you on a little reminiscent tour of the history of the John Mercanti-designed United States Silver Eagle. 1986 was the official first year of this gem of a coin. It was actually introduced on November 24th of that year. It is guaranteed to contain one troy ounce of 99.9% silver. The mint creates a proof and uncirculated version for collectors. It is produced at three of the United States iconic mints, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and West Point mints. This bullion coin is one of the few that is allowed to fund individual retirement accounts in the United States. Yes, collectors and fans of the podcast, you can add the United States Silver Eagle bullion coin to your retirement accounts. Consult your financial advisor and get on that. The obverse of the coin is an iconic design by Adolph A. Weinman of Walking Liberty. It is known the world over and coveted as such. The reverse of this coin was designed by John Mercanti, which highlights the heraldic eagle behind a shield grasping olive branches and arrows. The way that the Silver Eagle bullion came into play was once again a political move by lawmakers and lobbyists alike. In the 70s and 80s, there was a plan to sell off the silver in our defense national stockpile. Mining interest had opposed any such sale like this. Ignored by the lobbyists and government officials who supported by them, the price of silver dropped as sell-offs continued from our national stockpile. The Reagan administration proposed to sell off the stockpile of silver to balance the budget. In 1981, the Senate agreed to allow the sale of 75% of our stockpile over a three-year period. As isn't many an ending to a story in our government, lobbyists, big money, and politicians bought by them introduced a bill to stop the sale of the stockpile as to not destroy the mining industry in the United States. It was passed, and the sell-off eventually stopped. United States Senator McClure, over a multi-year period, tried to get the government to stop the sale of silver bullion from our national stockpile via many different methods. In the end, he was successful in getting the Senate to pass the measure to enable the use of the silver to mint coins instead of being solely sold off for profit, introducing the American Silver Eagle Bullion Program. The first Silver Eagle was struck at the San Francisco Mint on October 29, 1986. The mintages vary over the years from the lowest strike of just over 30,000 to a high of 47 million. Truly an iconic American coin coveted all over the world and counterfeited just as much. 
All this talk about silver and bullion makes me wonder if anyone out there is sweating the silver price at the moment. It was riding high at around $26 or more for the longest time, and it has been slowly creeping down the last couple of days. I've heard a rumor that the entire market is going to correct itself shortly because everything is overpriced and a realization needs to happen soon. Does that make you worry about what's going to happen in the bullion markets? The price is supposed to increase when turmoil and strife happens. However, in the last couple of years, we have not seen that happen. It's been steady. It's had a takeoff and decline from time to time. But in my opinion, it hasn't ridden the market wave like stocks do. It doesn't follow the traditional thoughts on how silver and gold should rise and fall. I think when we see a correction in the market, we may see a move on silver and gold. Now you tell me in which direction, but I think we'll see a move. I don't think we're going to keep the status quo for much longer. Just my opinion, and take it as you will. Silver stackers will stack regardless. What the heck were you thinking? Our segment tonight comes from a new listener to the Coin Club podcast. She didn't want her name to be used, but she said she wanted to have her story told so others didn't go through what she had to go through. We all see those ads on Facebook touting a silver eagle for a couple of bucks. To the untrained collector, it would seem like a nice deal. Those unscrupulous sellers even offer you a discount for the more you buy, the cheaper they become. Heck, why wouldn't you want to buy a handful of them? Give them out to the grandkids at Christmas or better yet, put them away for a rainy day to hand down a legacy of valuable coins to your children. They're priced just about right that even if you don't have a ton of money, you can reach out and buy a few to put away. We'll call her Michelle for the story to keep her anonymous as she requested. Michelle saw that ad on Facebook and decided to take them up on it. She did her research and the ad showed the same photos as the one she saw on her Google searches. The seller touted that it was a legit coin and on the photo it showed that it was a one ounce silver coin. Michelle bought 20 of them for a total of $180. For those of us who know the silver price, this is way, way, way below spot price. She didn't know at the time and wanted to give away 10 of them to her grandkids at Christmas and put 10 away for an investment. One for each child and grandchild. Her son was a collector and she thought this would impress him and also get her grandchildren into the hobby as well. Come Christmas Day, she had each of the 10 silver eagles wrapped up tight in a very nice gift box with shiny wrapping paper and tiny gold bows on each. Something to be proud of for a grandmother on a budget. She gave the first one to her son, the collector, with a smile and then handed out the rest. Her son was the first to open it, and he was very impressed at first, and as he took it out of the box, he immediately knew something was wrong. The weight was way too light for a normal silver American Eagle, and although he didn't have a scale there to measure it, he knew something was up. He smiled and said thank you to his mom, and asked her where she got them as he watched his brothers and sisters and children open theirs up as well. Michelle was ecstatic that her son was smiling and liked his present, and she told him in a hushed voice that she found them in a great deal on Facebook, as she didn't want the grandkids to hear that she bought them, and not Santa. Her son's smile slowly turned to concern, and a worried look came over his face. He asked his mom if she meant that she bought them on one of the coin websites or one of the ads that you see while cruising Facebook. She said it was an ad. The smile slowly disappeared from his face as he realized his mother was had. Michelle was an avid baker and her son knew she had a scale in the kitchen for measuring. So he told her to get it out and he set the coin down. It wasn't anywhere close to the weight it should be for a silver eagle. 
Michelle had been duped into buying a counterfeit American Silver Eagle off of Facebook. She couldn't believe it. It was Facebook, after all, and how could they allow someone to sell something counterfeit on their site? She bought 20 of these. Her son told her to gather them up and get a refund for them. She looked at him with a tear in her eye and told him that she feared she couldn't get her money back because she bought them months ago over the summertime. Her son tried to help her get the money back, but the time had passed to get the credit card company to offer a refund, and the seller had long since disappeared from advertising or selling on Facebook. Michelle handed out counterfeit American Silver Eagles, probably worth no more than $5 in total to her family, thinking that she was giving them a legit American Silver Eagle made by the United States Mint. The moral of this story is to only buy from trusted sources who check to make sure that everything they're selling is legit. The Seven House Coins Currency and Bullion checks all of their bullion with a Sigma Metalytics Precious Metal Verifier, guaranteed to be legit. Trusted dealers are out there, and if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. Visit your local coin store or inquire on our website, and we can help you head in the right direction for your coin collecting needs. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Michelle, and we hope that your son has continued to teach you more in the world of numismatics. For those of you who are keeping track of the United States Mint's production numbers, we have the following information for you from February's production numbers. 1.1 billion coins were minted at the Philadelphia and Denver Mints. Billion! A 26% increase from the previous month and a 6% increase from the same time in the same month in 2020. The one cent had the largest order, even though it costs more to mint than it is worth. In a month-over-month comparison for coins used daily, the production totals for February increased by the following. 39% for Lincoln Cents, 8.9% for Jefferson Nichols, 6.9% for Roosevelt Dimes, and an increase in 56.1% in quarters. That's crazy. 56% increase. We'll end this episode with a nod to our Canadian friends to the north. I've had the pleasure of traveling to Montreal and Quebec City and can say that I love your country and will be back as soon as this pandemic allows. The sights, the people, and the food are absolutely fabulous. The Canadian Mint this year is under full sale with their tribute to the life and legacy of the Blue Nose Ship. This year celebrates this Grand Seafarer's 100th anniversary from the drafting table. It was a beloved fishing schooner and racing ship dubbed the Queen of the North Atlantic. Coinage dedicated to this ship for 2021 year is as follows in U.S. dollars. Proof dollars are offered at $69.95. Their 99.9% gold coin is also offered at $1,099.95. Proof set priced at $234.95, which includes a 7-piece gold-plated set of coins. Really cool offerings from the Canadian Mint, so check out their website. Well, friends, we've come to the end of the third episode of the Coin Club Podcast, and once again, I would like to thank you for listening. I really enjoy sharing with you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Coin Club Podcast. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Coin Club Podcast. I had a great time with you and look forward to sharing with you on the next episode. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting me on Patreon at the Coin Club Podcast. Please follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook at the Seven House Coins Currency Bullion and also on Instagram at the same name. 
You can also go to my website, 7houseccb.com, and give me some feedback on this episode or some suggestions on what you would like to see in future episodes. As always, I'm grateful to all of you for your support and look forward to seeing you the next time on the Coin Club Podcast.